Yeah, I was featured in a Nightline segment where the OkCupid okay people redid my profile. So you're, you're, I would, what do you mean they redid your profile? They just they told me how to be more accessible and be less of a castrating bitch. Well, so I could find a boyfriend. Thank God they did that because you're so charming. I <laughs> understand the urge to uh, work out dark sexual urges. Uh, how about the urge to just not have a wife and kids? That's what I'm saying. And unhappiness. <laughs> That's why I should only look at like hentai shit, which is like Japanese animation where. No women are actually being victimized. And well, they might voice it, feminist. though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Huh? They have children drawing that. They're 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> they whip them. Uh, you know, I, Pixelate those vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> from the smallest room in New York City comes a special presentation from the New York City Crime Report. The Daily News reported Gilberto Valle's arrest October 2012. A city cop with a taste for human flesh was charged Thursday with plotting to kidnap, torture, slow cook, and eat women he tracked down through law enforcement databases. And pictured at the top of that article, we got our first look at cannibal cop Gilberto Valle posing with his blurred-out wife on larger-than-life statues of Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And fear is where this story starts. Uh, joining me right now, uh, defense attorney Jim Polk. Hello. Of Mazzy and Polk, bending over justice and making it work for you. Also news whore, Mandy Stadmiller. Hi, how's it going? Valet was a six-year veteran of the NYPD, leading a seemingly normal life with his wife and one-year-old daughter in Forest Hills, Queens. The couple had been married less than a year, and Valet had already grown somewhat distant. They met on OK Cupid, fall of 2009. Well, let's see, OK Cupid, you know? I don't know That's if you. That's your first warning sign uh, yeah, right there. I've yeah. ne- you know, I've never done it. Uh, have you ever been out on OK Cupid, Mandy Stein? I have, yeah. I was featured in a Nightline segment where the OK Cupid people redid my profile. So you're, you're, I would, what do you mean they redid your profile? They just they told me how to be more accessible and be less of a castrating bitch. Well, so I could find a boyfriend. Thank God they did that because you're so charming now. <laughs> they did that. <laughs> Whatever they did certainly worked. Yeah, it did. It's I stuck. feel I feel not castrated at all. Uh, well, uh, do, do you two need me to leave? I had no idea that it was a. Uh, but I just had no idea that that was uh, something they did. That's a service they offer. Well, no, it was just like a stunt for Nightline. Just you know something about online dating and. Uh, but I can tell you that. Um, Okay, Cupid is. Um, I mean, it makes sense that uh, that guy was on there. Have well, you, have you been all... on there, Jim? Um, no, I never did. Okay, Cupid. I, I at a very brief and lonely moment, I, I signed up for the eHarmony thing, and I still get emails from them. But all I ever met was freaks and fads. I hear that eHarmony so... is very difficult to uh, get off of. It's like the like, yeah, once you're it was in, horrible. Yeah, like it you was... like you end up paying and paying forever. They yeah, don't, don't accept stalked. your resignation. It's enough to drive you to cannibalism, really. It really is. It also makes you feel like an awful, judgmental, shallow person because they, they have this personality profile, they said, and I like filled this out. And it's, it's, it's hundreds of questions. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it, it really realizes how judgmental and shallow we are. Like, you know, how important are looks? And it's like, kind of everything. I, I mean, let's be frank if we're going to break that. And then, you know, do you want people like this, people like this, people like this? And I really realized I'm a very disagreeable person. Well, Jim, you know, I would date you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so now, she says that uh, that when she got pregnant, uh, this is uh, Kathleen, is mm-hmm. who he met, you know, his wife. He said, though, you know, she was nice. He opened doors. He pulled out chairs. But she says when she got pregnant in 2010, Gil was suddenly less attentive, less polite. He'd lured his prey. He stopped he slammed doors in her face now. Mm. Break chairs over her back. That was it. He's like, nah. I'm not pulling out chairs anymore. No, he, was, he just was like distant. She recalled the, here's what he said. He said, I can't do this. He was fucking married. He said, That's I the can't do this. Uh, they married after the kid was born. He eventually relented. He told her parents that he would do the right thing by marrying her. But she said it was, quote, like he was gone. Hmm. And he detached from Kathleen. And as he did that, he spent more and more time online. Welcome to marriage, yes, as you said. I don't see the mystery here. You know, to me, it's obvious that he wasn't uh, into having a wife and kid just yet. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, you know, I understand the urge to uh, work out dark sexual urges. Uh, 
But how about the urge to just not have a wife and kids? That's what I'm saying. And unhappiness <laughs> and yeah, yeah, of course, exactly. That. I think that that's where it starts is that he's like, uh, he, he's clearly going into this resentfully, you know, yeah. like he says, okay, I'll do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and when, whenever you're doing the, I think a marriage for that reason or any relationship, it's just a bad idea. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. Well, nowadays, I mean, choices. Yeah. Back it used when we to were, be, I mean, the first in the agrarian days. Yeah. yeah. If you find somebody to say yes, you know, or yeah. you buy the woman off the other, the neighbor or whatever, you know, however it worked. But, uh, I, I'm just really interested in it because I mean, to me, it's so clearly an addiction on his part. You're talking about uh, what he got into online. Well, Kathleen was curious about what was going on. She right. said she was concerned with how weird. She said she felt he was acting weird. Some some nights he'd stay up until 5 a.m. playing around online. My instead of, did that too. Instead of sleeping next to the wife he didn't want. Mm -hmm. But even worse, she found out he'd been looking at bondage sites. Here's Which a, is all well and good. She says, I know S&M is popular with Fifty Shades of Grey, but this seemed different, mm -hmm. she said, of, of the kinky bestseller. I feel like she just got an introduction to, you know, the internet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like used to be bondage. I mean, I remember like I, I found a magazine of my dad's. It was like Playboy's bondage issue and it was like light spanking. Nowadays, you could literally find anything you wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just, it is, it is a cavalcade. Yeah, it's hard not to. In fact, you know, the girl on the front page was dead is what was the next thing that she said. And, and uh, she confronted him about the fetish, you know? She says, what's the deal with the girl on the front page? What's with the, the dead, the woman and the dead? The she, just a... <laughs> Story wasn't creepy enough. We needed to bring Bill Cosby. She, uh, <laughs> she confronted him, and then after that, certain problems in the bedroom. Uh, he couldn't finish, she said, of her attempts to be intimate with her husband. He'd run off to the bathroom. Oh, I guess you have to, like, to go spank it is the implication. I would assume, yeah. Huh. We have to go threaten it. Uh, Why couldn't it, he go, just close go, his go eyes and just imagine him. her in water, you know? With a little salt. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what everyone else spit. does, you know? Yeah, you just go to your fantasy place. Yeah. yeah. Well, for Gilberto, you know, I, apparently, you know, uh, she didn't go through that same process that you went through at OkCupid okay to not be such a ball buster <laughs> because he no longer <laughs> felt the ability to climax with his ball busting wife. Uh, and so, so she downloaded spyware. That's mm -hmm. the next step. Obviously, she wants to know capture. what the hell is going on. Is that how that works? Keystroke capture? Absolutely. It's one of the creepiest things in the world. Tell me about it. Well, yeah. I mean, you just you know, you you capture every keystroke, and then you can figure out people's passwords, and you can figure out you know what they're saying, and it's so easy to do. The whole history. There's of actually done. the the internet has gotten ridiculously creepy on privacy. I recently did a seminar. We were speaking to uh, international students about our careers, and the person who spoke before me worked for Amazon. He was an algorithm guy for Amazon. They can actually track when you're on Amazon's website what you will hold your mouse over and not click on and gather data from that mm -hmm. as well as to what you click on. And when you click on things, you enter your credit card, they get scans of your entire buying data on that credit card. It's Jim, they're watching freakish. you from inside the screen. That's basically what this guy told me. They're looking at your face. What's amazing is how little I cared. They know what your cum face looks like. You know what I do with Amazon? I call them and I tell them, I don't think I'm going to be able to make uh, rent this month, so can you refund me the $70 I spent on buying Larry Sanders? <laughs> and then they do. Well, because it seems like I'm know, very convincing. They, in fact, sometimes they just go ahead and refund it without you asking. They know your balance. <laughs> <laughs> it's that damn spyware. She had it installed on the computer and so she could surreptitiously, I guess, monitor his every online move. I mean, it's just her husband. Uh, and now I think that probably her dad, who was a retired cop, was a big influence on this. I'm really sure. I'm really extrapolating a lot, but I, I, it seems impossible that he wouldn't have a lot to do with that. I don't know, though. Do you really talk about your husband not finishing with your dad? Not that I don't part, think that's... Yeah. yeah, but it's like, he's been acting weird. You need to, like, keep up with that. He hasn't shot a hot load in me in, like, <laughs> weeks, daddy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, First of all, he said he was in the bondage, and I mean weird shit, dead yeah. girl stuff. Whoa, that's, honey, you better keep an eye on that, you know. She sounds like the type. No, she sounds like the type who's real close with her family. Yeah. To me, you know, she and she probably had them in her. Well, and the dead girl the thing is, is it was interesting. I I worked at a cemetery when I was in uh, undergrad, mm. um, and that explains a lot, Jim. Yeah, thank you. Twice, that's one of my favorite jobs, and nobody bothered me at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> twice, twice we caught people masturbating. Sure. In the cemetery. Yeah. Like yeah. 
Maybe did they have loved ones that they were just trying to commune with? You know, I didn't follow up. <laughs> it wasn't really a time did, for did Q and A. Questions didn't come to mind. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Like, Get yeah. out of here, you masturbator! You run him out for the broom, and that's it. I mean, I'll be frank. One of them, I'm not a hundred percent certain he was masturbating. He just had his trousers down and his penis in his hand. He really could have hated the person whose gravy was that. I mean, he may have been pissing, as far as I know. But they, yeah, his we, pants down. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't like just undone. I mean, it was. Mm, like like he pulled them all the way down. It like, was, well, it might have been some kind of uh, you know Down syndrome or something. I guess. Yeah. Maybe was, was mean, there any evidence of that? Well, you know, Pat, I wasn't really in an investigatory capacity well, at that you, time. You, you say these things, <laughs> and they and they prompt questions, and then you refuse to answer the questions. On the scale of what did they call it? They call it the depravity scale. That that um guy who was an expert in thought crimes said. I wonder on the depravity scale. Which is more depraved, cannibalism or necrophilia? Oh. That is a question that's going to keep me up at night. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would have to say, uh, for me, I, I think necrophilia because, yeah, yeah. It's, there's no way that could contribute to your survival. I think cannibalism. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I think you're just being uh, argumentative. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that. I'm going to fuck your corpse, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's nothing depraved about that. I'm going to leave a good-looking corpse. <laughs> the rigor mortis. When she started looking into this uh, with the spyware, up came, quote, pictures of feet not attached to bodies. <laughs> pictures of me, she that's said. That's awesome. That's a way to make a foot fetish even creepier. She fled with her uh, daughter uh, that day. That day. Runs off with the daughter after, the after seeing thing. the pictures of the feet. Yeah. She says, I realized this was worse. I went on the website again. There was a woman hogtied, naked, with blood all over. I'd never seen anything like this. Wouldn't that have been great if she went on there and she just got, like, really into it? And they just, like, the, the cannibalism fetish brought them together? Happily ever after. Yeah. It could have. It could have. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it didn't. It's not the way it worked out. This is uh, Kathleen Mangan, Mangan Valet. She's got a hyphenated name. She flew home to Nevada to be with her retired cop dad and mother, handed over her laptop to the FBI along with keys to her Forest Hills Queens apartment and permission for them to seize her older laptop. Fear. The permission is essential to this. That is, uh, that kind of move is uh, unforgivable to me. I mean, like, I understand you feel afraid. I understand you feel that, you know, but you're, to hand a computer to the FBI, that I, has got to be at the dad's suggestion. I would have to read. I, I would have to see what she saw because if 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 I just read bits and snippets and it wasn't clear, because to me from watching Thought Crimes, it was clear to me that it was you know eighty to ninety percent just kind of you know uh, fan fiction, dark fantasy, erotica. There was no intent. But if you just stumbled upon snippets and kind of didn't see that, I could see how. A dumb dumb, you know. Well, she didn't have the whole picture yet. And Thought Crimes, of course, the movie, uh, which is uh, the uh, HBO uh, Films documentary about cannibal cop Gilberto Valet, and it uh, actually debuts now. Month, go run to the television right now, <laughs> Monday, uh, nine p.m. and and watch that movie. You're looking forward to it. I haven't I, seen it yet. I actually got to see a, a press uh, a screening of that at the Tribeca Film Festival, and it was really eye-opening, very interesting, very humanizing of the cannibal cop and I, I, uh, I got an opportunity to interview director Aaron Carr and I'll be uh, uh, addressing questions you know the, the, it was an email thing I'll have those answers but it's very interesting uh, thought crimes and I agree with you uh, she didn't have the full picture yet because the FBI hadn't dug up everything that they would eventually dig up she had you know some snippets she found the stuff that floated up to the surface immediately she had, uh, you know, this stuff that made it look like it was beyond her wildest fears. You know, images, uh, emails, instant messages, mysterious online friends, people she didn't know. Hundreds, if not thousands of messages. And they were all centered around the same central core idea, abducting, raping, killing, cooking, and eating women. At the very top of the list was Kathleen. And even worse, some of her stupid fucking friends. So he was into her. <laughs> Still. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was the way he expressed attraction, I guess, right? That'd be hilarious if it, like, it wasn't her friends. She was just like, ah, oh, honey, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it was like, that fucking bitch? <laughs> I'm well, a 10, honey. She's a 7. You know, he wanted to uh, do all these these horrible things to to her friends. You know, I, I, saw, I see this guy. This wouldn't be sexual for me. 
I see this as a. It is for him. No, no, no. If I could, if I could kill off Julie's friends in an awful way, I, I, I can certainly see the appeal of that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not a sexual. It's just an outright disdain for. To me, to yeah, me, you have contempt for her friends. Right? To me, it's just normal. the next level of like Grand Theft Auto, except collaborative fan fiction. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they they write a story together. Yeah, they wrote a story like. Uh, uh, you're talking about Gilberto and his uh, and his so-called accomplices, his little you know? buddies. But this yeah. became very much a legal matter. Uh, and yeah. uh, as as we go along, you know, we see this is like a and and, and look, I, her husband obviously uh, was a cannibal. You know, that's the only conclusion she could make is that, like, uh, that's why he didn't open doors anymore and he couldn't go to bed at a reasonable hour. He's full of human flesh. Oh, Pat. That's, you can't expect normal behavior out of somebody like that. All of a sudden, it's a quote from Kathleen. All of a sudden, I'm seeing pictures of me, pictures of our friends. Oh, my God, your husband had pictures of you and your mutual friends on his computer. Well... Her, I remember her interviews when this case was going down. Because, you know, we, we, we did this on the crime report back then. Yeah, we've been and discussing this. And she is a bit of a drama queen. Well, I mean. She speaks like she's pitching a movie. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah, disgusting Yeah, I mean, it's just me. she, she talks to us like, I didn't know what was happening. I looked, I thought it was, it's, it's. And by the way, haven't optioned my life rights yet. So just yeah, FYI I mean, to anyone listening to this. And yeah. it's, no, it doesn't come off like she's even that smart. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's, it's. She wants the sympathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I, I look, it makes it sound as if you're in favor of like, you know, killing, eating, raping. Of course all that not. Stuff. Of course, not in favor of that. However, you know, I just think that like, uh. At once people, well, you know, as as it goes on, we see, you know, that's like, well, you, you're, and yet you don't mind putting rap videos that have nothing to do with the crimes admissible at trial. Well, that would be from a different program, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. One of Valet's perv pals wrote this: "If she cries out, don't show her mercy." Uh, and then the the distraught mother sobbed as she quoted Gill. Gill said, "Don't worry, we'll gag her." Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's so cartoonish. Right. Uh, it's Gil- like a little boy planning a cannibal party. Gil, <laughs> Gil had plans. Which is the second most popular theme for kids' parties. <laughs> cannibal party. Clowns and then cannibalism. <laughs> I actually would... Followed by Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does anybody really ever want a clown birthday party? It seems to me that's something that's always imposed upon them. Yeah, well, cannibal, at least you know the child selected that. He's a fucked up little kid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He had the idea. One would be stuffed in a suitcase and delivered for rape and murder. I'm aspiring to be a professional kidnapper, Valet messaged a cohort in February, according to the criminal complaint. Another two were going to be raped in front of each other to heighten their fears. Another was to be roasted alive, open an open fire, she said. I was supposed to be tied up by my feet, my throat slit, and they were going to watch my blood rush from my body. The suffering was for his enjoyment, and he wanted to make it last as long as possible. Uh, you know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna defend her for a second. Honestly, this is a bit creepy. If I found out Julie was writing shit like this with me, I'm gone. Right. I I really would be gone. Well, it's kind of. Oh yeah, up. I w- I would leave in a in a minute. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. You know, it's. it's I just it, don't it's, know. But do you think that turning it over to the FBI was warranted? If I thought it was real, I mean, you you, you know. But from I, reading this, would you have? I don't know. Yeah. See, that's what I was saying. Too. I mean, the issue is I don't I don't think we know, and it's the pictures we see. I mean, what what is the context of these pictures? Absolutely. I'd also like to know. I'd like to know. Were they like just a link to a website where anybody could look at these, or were these like actual downloaded photos on his picture that may have looked real? I I, I think there's a lot here that's still within every conversation. He says, "This is fantasy. I don't ever intend to do any of this. This is all for fun." Right. Thirty-eight thousand people are on this website doing this right now. And right. yet, if I saw Julie using my name and doing this, I would I would go through this process. I, I really would. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I'm explaining that would be unwarranted and silly. Maybe. Uh, here's the other thing. <laughs> If you, if I so much as discovered somebody I was dating had this ridiculous fetish, that would be grounds for breaking up. It's not about breaking up; it's about going to jail. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, I, how anybody doesn't see the cartoonish nature of some of these things, and I'll tell you why. It's because fear, and he was arrested at his Forest Hills apartment right then. Now, <laughs> look at the direction his life has taken. He graduated from the University of Maryland. Took the police test 2005. A young NYPD police officer, a hero automatically, seemingly a good cop. That was from a previous episode. Met a girl right? on, on OKCupid, okay you know, which I guess lives up to its name. That's not like matchmadeinheaven.com. <laughs> it's just, okay. Okay. You'll do.com. <laughs> So Didn't she a comedian was, write a book called OK Stupid about she, that as she, experience? Uh, I don't know. She was pregnant within a year. 
He does the right thing, gets married, becomes a father. By all accounts, seems like a good dad. That's in spite of the fact that he wasn't into the idea. Kathleen feels like he's acting weird, consults with the hive. Next thing you know, Gilbert's in Rikers. You fucking love this guy, Pat. <laughs> I do love this guy. It's kind of disturbing. I understand this guy. I would never get into these fetishes. Uh-huh. They don't, you know, get, they don't interest me. How many mm-hmm. women are you eating today, Dixon? I, however, <laughs> however, I will say this. Uh, I, I, here's what I think about this guy. He doesn't know how to express his emotions. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And doesn't when, have a good therapist. No, he doesn't have a good. He might now. I hope he does. But he's forced to. Um, enact these in his in his mind these violent fantasies in order to exact his revenge on his suffocating uh, and a wife who he resent he clearly resents her. Yeah, I think but I mean he's a like a pussy for just fucking leave the wife and go have some you know. I don't go, like this guy. A lot of guys actually. would a lot of guys would have an affair. You know, I don't a lot of guys would just fuck like somebody. Him, Pat. I think you should agree with us. Well, I, I, yeah. I I've seen the movie. Let me tell you something. I have too. If you see thought crimes, if you're paying attention to that movie, you you feel as if, you at least feel as if he's not a cannibal. This That's is, all I'm saying. I totally agree. I totally agree. But I think he is a bona fide fucktard because, as a, bona fide, not amateur, bona fide fucktard cop. Not as, <laughs> as a, I mean, not only from everything he did, but also because. Um, the director, Aaron Carr, said he hated the movie after he saw it. Yeah. The most wildly sympathetic movie possible. Yeah. And, um, I mean, what a dipshit. Well, it wasn't the most wildly sympathetic movie possible. <laughs> I think it was an even-handed objective look at what happened. And I think that Would, it was came, he came off considerably better considering the ridiculously slanted press coverage. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that he had previously gotten. I think, if anything, it just kind of leveled it off. Let me, let me jump in here for a second, though. Mm-hmm. What, wasn't the nature of his conspiracy charge an official misconduct charge? Well, he didn't. He didn't he like access the police database to yeah, look up. Um, to separate look up issue, but yeah, people? yeah, he did. And and from what I understand, that is very common in. Uh, in first I of all, that at the post all the time. But first of all, he post was, is different than the police. I understand. Yeah, it's a different. It's a better database or whatever. But it's you know it's the it, it's still common. And and here's the other thing about it. Uh, he definitely did that time. You know what I mean? Like, he's already done that time. He's already done a couple of years on that. I'd yeah. say time served for that. However, uh, you know, when he did that, there's no connection between the times that he did that, and this is pointed out in the film, and the time that he actually made any sort of contact. You know, it's like this, like, seven-month span. It's very difficult to one connect the, those things. One of the issues that's sort of ancillary, and I, as I said, I haven't seen the film yet, but this is this is one of the things that people are often shocked out when they venture into my, when they walk into my garden, if you will. Federal court is one of the most appallingly slanted courts in the land. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's appalling. It's uh, evidence admission is almost non-existent. The protections of what evidence gets admitted is the joke of it is, is whatever you can carry into the courtroom you can talk about. And in addition, one of the biggest problems is conspiracy charges are absurdly easy to make. And it's the famous, the famous case of these is always the mob, the mobster's secretary. Yeah. Or, or the mob lawyer's secretary, realistically. I, you know, the lawyer's laundering money. He employs this woman who's a secretary. This this was a real case. Um, and, uh, you know, when he laundered the money, he mailed the check to the Cayman Islands. She signed an affidavit that she placed that check in the mail, as a lawyer secretary does hundreds of times each day. Mm-hmm. And that was enough to sustain a federal conspiracy charge under RICO against her. Wow. These statutes are absurdly broad, they're absurdly overbreadth, and they're very easy to secure convictions. And usually we just look the other way on them because it's like, oh, they're just criminals. Mm-hmm. And they're usually engaged in something criminal. But a lot of people go down on things like this. One of the more famous ones um, also was an internet service provider that uh, allowed people who accessed his chat room to be incredibly private and disguise their identity. Well, they were, of course, exchanging kitty porn. Now, they could never prove that he had any knowledge of what people on it were doing. Because mm-hmm. well, that's what we all do, and it's all totally anonymous. Yeah, I mean, it's apparently. <laughs> and, um, but Is this it, like Darknet or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but uh, okay. it, was, it was something like this. And the internet service provider, the person who established it, he went to jail too. As mm-hmm. part of the conspiracy, despite the fact that they had no link to him even knowing the users of it. That's how broad hmm. conspiracy statutes are in the federal court system. 
Oh, he's like he's like the guy who's who's you know running the hotel and in uh, yeah. taxi driver. You know when there's like a, a an underage hooker in there with a with a guy, but and he knows about it. It's even more disconnected. Oh, whatever you, you kids do in there. No, but it's it's more disconnected than that because at least that guy watches the underage hooker walk by him, mm-hmm. and the internet he doesn't. I mean, the the mom's secretary she signs an affidavit that she puts something in the mail. Yeah. She doesn't even know what it is. She's I unaware mean, she's working for a criminal enterprise. It could very well be. I mean, you know, really? and it's it's things like that. See, you always say this. You always just imply your own thoughts on this, but it's very realistic. I mean, I could explain to you about escrow financing, and you would have no idea what I'm talking about. I could be doing something completely criminal. It's like you're speaking you Chinese right me, now. Right, and if you worked for me, signed an affidavit, you're in federal prison. That's how broad these laws are. You know what um, was uh, the most kind of redeeming moment in the movie for me was when uh, one of the other creepazoids wanted further information on one of the women that they were discussing and yes. wanted, wanted her address wanted her multiple name. times wouldn't he wouldn't provide it yeah. I mean he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't in it for real you know he did, was did he have it Yes, yeah, of course yeah. he had it. Yeah, he had yeah. a whole dossier on hundred on a hundred women. Yeah, he had a lot of information that he never shared with anybody. It was these people when they were fantasy football league, and you know? as, as these people ch- uh, chatted with each other, they didn't even know each other's real names. Yeah, uh, they're they're essentially talking to an avatar and, and a silly made up name like Woman Eater One Hundred and One, and you know uh, t- that's you know, my AOL lady email address. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to the scary world that this is federal RICO indictments. Totally, totally understood. Easily, totally yeah. understood. But we're, you know, to, to reform the concept uh, of what his intent was, you know, re- regardless of the legal ramifications of it. And, and that's what makes it so scary, too, is, is that like, you know, I, will these people uh, try him again as this case is an appeal right now? Certainly knowing that that was not his intent, certainly aware of the fact that he is not a cannibal, that there's no real plot, but they say, "Well, we can say that there is one. We can win." Is that more important? Oh, actually, that was that was uh, not what I said was the most redeeming. But the, the the truly most redeeming thing was that the famous criminologist interviewed him, who's interviewed the most famous criminals. You know. Okay, I I hate criminologists. Well, wasn't he a criminologist, <laughs> Pat? The guy who said. Um, that uh, he was a psychologist, or a some psychologist. Sort. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little... so yeah, I was like, I think I'm a psychiatrist. I don't know, but he was someone who was yeah. legit and has interviewed Hinckley and all these people. And he was like, he hates this... all of them. <laughs> he hates all of them. And this guy who was like, oh, he's fucking harmless, you know? Yeah. Um, that was that was pretty eye opening. Right. Yeah. He said that the you know Gilberto Valle is, is harmless, and 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 uh, I think I think to make to try to make a point. That he was going to try to do all these things when that like he would say, here's what we're going to do. Memorial Day weekend. The time would come and go. Nobody would do anything. It's impossible. They don't even know where they live. It's ridiculous. Could they still call it conspiracy according to your Rico thing? I'm sure they could. Tragically, they could. And that's Easily. a bit of a problem. But yeah. I don't think he's going to go down on that. That would I, I certainly think it would be outrageous. We're a little ahead of ourselves here because... We're just at the point where the feds uncovered what uh, what the prosecutor Jackson calls a heinous plot to kidnap, rape, murder, and cannibal- cannibalize women. Uh, very real women, he says. Federal agents found another document on Valet's computer. It's titled, Abducting and Cooking a Blueprint. Abducting and Cooking uh, Kimberly, I believe is what it was. They've left it out here. This is an early article. Mm-hmm. This is a social observation. This guy puts a lot of effort into masturbation. And say he... Uh, I never wrote an entire treatise. I mean, uh, I, never got, <laughs> I never go beyond using two hands. Right. I, mean, I only just started doing that about six months ago. Well, you're I getting older difference. like one shoulder goes, you know? <laughs> you got to be ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. Yeah. He said he uh, downloaded a chloroform recipe in hopes of using it to subdue his victims. And I, I think it's all pretty weird. How many of us would be totally comfortable with the FBI coming in and making a surprise inspection of everything on your computer? I've looked at um, like chloroform porn before, where like the girl <laughs> chloroform porn, <laughs> where the where the guy holds up like a you know rag to her. I mean, it's actually it's obviously not real chloroform. But I'm just thinking of, like, Are all sure, of the though? fucked up shit that I've looked at. Yeah, okay. a, good, a good lawyer friend of mine represented somebody on a chloroform porn case, you'd call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was certainly his defense. Wait, yeah. did I just, am I going to be, am I, is the FBI going to be no. picking me up on my No, 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 because the problem with this guy's case <laughs> was they found, they found pictures of chloroformed women and uh, him... Oh, like real shit. And it's people having sex with them. And then he, the defense was that this is all just pornography down until one of the women came forward. Oh God. And said, no, it's, it's See, that's why I shouldn't, Mm. that's why I should only look at like hentai shit, which is like Japanese animation where 
no women are actually being victimized. And well, they might voice it, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Huh? They have children drawing that. They're 10 years old. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they whip them. Uh, you know, I, Pixelate those vaginas. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> that is weird how they do that, isn't it? What? They, they pixelate vaginas. And yet the Japanese are notorious yeah. for the most disturbing, it's, fucked up shit. But you just can't see a vagina while you're doing Full it. Full frontal nudity. <laughs> Uh, yeah, got with, a snake with, riding something. up her ass, but her vagina is completely <laughs> pixelated. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you you know all about these things. Every website, every document, every message, every picture, and video. The FBI going through. What would the profile be like? I wouldn't come out a cannibal if they did that with my shit. But I bet I'd look like an asshole. Hmm. I bet it would be enough to upset Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I you know I it's I, I can what's imagine the, the profile. Thing they would find? Probably, it'd be like you watch the clip: two girls masturbate together on home over six hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? They're good. I've watched every woman masturbate with every other woman. Those I two, think... they're like Jordan and Pippin. Pat, Pat Dixon gets. <laughs> Pat Dixon gets the gets the profile of the saddest man in America. That's the thing. I think you would have like all of these women being, you know, falling in love with you because that's adorable. I your devotion. Put it on my okay. Cupid. To one sweet little I, I, piece of Pat, porn. Pat, boy, if they ever I, take I don't that know Mandy very well. I assure you, that's not adorable. Oh well. <laughs> Look, you, you don't know the real me. Now, uh, at Enough. trial, okay. Now, uh, this is this is your expertise, your field. His, his wife, yes. Or her or well, you. As a, as a vagina person? No, as a person in court. You did point right at Mandy when you said that. It was yeah, like, that's weird. <laughs> okay. For the, for, the, for the people listening, I pointed in the wrong direction. Uh, and, and Jim forgot he was a lawyer. Uh, first witness uh, is, is his wife, Kathleen. She blubbers her way through two hours of seemingly damning testimony and then uh gilbert's lawyer julia gatto a federal public defender but still a mexican cat and i was about to say lawyer, is it, wasn't that the, wasn't that mighty ducks too the goalie was julie the cat <laughs> julia gatto she explained valet had been aroused by unusual things like this bitch am i right <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have gone that way <laughs> Not on the first witness. You would have gone with an act out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, she says. Uh, but just, he's just just the sort of the wink and the point. Like she's been on. Uh, 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 yeah, you know. Uh. You see what I mean? Now uh, she said he always, he's always been aroused by unusual things and foolishly decided to talk about them online at various uh, various fetish websites, including darkfetish.net, which, as I said, has thirty eight thousand registered members and regulars discussing uh, suffocating women cooking and eating them, Gatto said. Uh, and, and, you know, and by the way, something like that's going to find an outlet, sexual desires and well, stuff. Well, does, does, does... And does, he couldn't tell us why. He couldn't share with her because when he did, the fucking FBI is involved. Do they have a vegan version of that website? <laughs> I'd also like to know... Is the, Celiac? Free? Does the internet exist Dark for vegan. anything other than expressing <laughs> foolish thoughts? It's a good question. Sure. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's all I ever see on it. Yeah. I mean, and, and she's full of shit, is my belief, because she cried all through her testimony. And the judge had, had a lot of, like, a breaks to compose herself, right? Yep. Give her a And so... Uh, but I just cross-examined a woman like this. And then the Daily News says, but she grew defiant when grilled by Gatto. Like, her whole demeanor changes. Now she's not crying anymore. When the federal public defender asked why she'd resisted efforts to speak to her husband's defense team, she shot back, you represent the man who wants to kill me. I don't want to talk to you. No, you got it, honey. Uh... It's cross-exam. Yeah. That's what I, was, I always say. I, I mean, I, I know that Kathleen, uh, whatever, uh, you know, Mangan uh, Valet is not on trial here. I understand that. I understand that uh, she's nope. upset. I understand that as a spouse in this situation, she has so much to be concerned about, the safety of her daughter, the safety of herself. All this is understood. And, you know, all due, uh, you know, credit to her for, for doing what she felt she had to do. However... Once you're explained that it's a fetish, it's a fantasy, it's a role-playing thing. Right. He just wasn't really into you. She didn't want your baby. <laughs> you know, he's just channeling that into his fantasies. You know, she's sticking with the like he wants to kill me. Yeah, yeah. I, but I know a lot of women who wouldn't accept that as an answer. Well, yeah. I mean, this is almost vindictive. Mm-hmm. That's a given. I mean, you walk through the garden, you're going to get bit by snakes. I yeah. Mean, it's 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 the way that that's. But you know, yeah, I, I had a woman recently. Yeah, it's like, kind of like, a no shit Sherlock kind yeah, of thing with I mean, a woman like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, oh wait, really? She was a vindictive cunt. What? Yeah. Well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't think that Gilberto Valle's wife is a vindictive cunt. 
is the narrative that the public has. Well, <laughs> I of think course that, not. I think that the, the, the narrative the public has is, oh my God, he's a cannibal. This is terrible. He had a wife and kid. Everything was fine. And then he did this. And like, it's like, no, he's fucking, he had wait, some wait, weird Pat. fantasies and shit. And now, you know, it, it got way out of hand. Well, no, what I'm saying is, why would you be surprised that she did all of these maddening things when like you understand that that's just you know well anyway. i'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to explain it in a way that like people will find palatable you're trying to convert convert people to your 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 way of thinking about I'm, it. I'm trying to like you know present information i think they might not have right right yeah i just think it's interesting that the media would spend something to well meet a narrative of their general readership. That's, well, yeah. that's what I, mean, I think makes it so insane is that you actually have the guy on the, you know, cover of the fifth largest newspaper in the country show, calling him the cannibal cop, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and then the reality being that it was just like really shitty Fifty Shades crowdsourced erotica you know what i mean i would, I would have loved to have yeah. seen the movie 50 shades if instead yeah. about light bondage it was about violent cannibalism 50 shades of barbecue <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> 50 ways to cook kimberly come on yeah. don johnson's daughter step up on that one yeah you know i i see what you mean though it it, it was uh it's a big letdown you know we think like oh this cop is like eating yeah. he's killing people that's really and then when you really look at it it's like none of that is happening but there's still and it becomes this thing where with the media and is not even like taking it seriously you know, I mean, how are they taking that? They're not taking that seriously. They don't actually. It's like, yeah, cannibal cop. When, when will he get a snack again? You know, like they make honestly. Ju- if they really thought this guy was that much of a fucking crazy ass, they there's no way they'd play it for laughs. Well, I mean, you know, mm, the post would. No, they wouldn't. Yes, they would. Not yeah, they way. would. I they, think they would be morally outraged. No, I th- I think yeah. Well, I I mean, it's ju- it just comes down to you never let the facts get in the way of a good story. You exactly. Know? I mean, I. I I have an example of this the other day where I, I, you know, I wrote something and it was a little bit, it it, it was just, I, I didn't want to mess, mess up the narrative, you know, uh, because that's all any outlet wants is they want a hero, um, a villain and, you know, one clean plot line that you can follow. They don't want... The, the messy black and white that's for the New York Times and that's about it well, you know? his, his, and, and here's the narrative now he's going to serve a life sentence for not loving her enough and uh, I mean I, I don't know that that'll happen but you know it's, it's on appeal now uh, Thought Crimes is the movie it it uh, it's the long awaited much anticipated cannibal cop movie HBO documentary directed by Aaron Carr and like I said I got to see a press screening of Thought Crimes awesome movie did a, a great job of humanizing Valet, I thought, didn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, most of my impression was built on those photos, you know, with, with the, the sharp teeth and, the you know, the, he, he does have that weird helmet head kind of, you know, hair. He's though. a cop. Yeah. He's, he's Nobody got a, likes them anymore. He, uh, he's got, uh, but, and, and the, the, transcri- the transcripts of his chats were pretty weird. Yeah. And then it's so, you know, but then when you see him, it's like, you know, all right. But I felt he was getting a raw deal. I think it uh, the film outlines the issues that are important in the story. Uh, it shows you rather than tells you. And uh, you know, what was your general impression of the movie, Amanda? Um, that I am uh, way more fucked up than I thought because I wasn't that outraged oh. <laughs> <laughs> by a lot of the shit that he wrote. You know, yeah, to me right. it was just so clearly, you know, like I've written about before on Exo Jane. Like I used to like call like phone sex chat lines and like and just you know make up characters like I know a lot of women who've done that actually Mm -hmm. and like it's all completely it's all just made up you know what I mean like there's no basis in reality and to me that's like exactly what this was but he just he kept needing to up the ante to get off more and so I think that even though he said whatever 38 times this is all fantasy this is all fantasy there was one or two times where he he, you know whatever got a really big boner and didn't say this is fantasy but said you know or dinner was ready yeah exactly yeah 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 isn't that interesting though you're saying you you're saying you think that it worked that he um because I the one thing I always see whenever I see you know criminologists Mm -hmm. and I use the it's it's or, or profilers or all this shit like that. I don't really believe in a lot of that science, but... Um, it's a defense attorney, Jim Polk. Yes, that'd be me. Um, I don't really believe in a lot of the sense, but one of the things they always say is is that these these serial people, uh, they, they are maturing. 
they they take it up an ante every single time. Right. And I mean, th- that's an interesting thought because it does imply. I mean, obviously, there's really nothing legal to charge him on, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Although the courts disagree, and I can see what they were thinking on, but it does seem like. By what you're saying, it does seem like he may eventually reach a point where he matures to actually taking the breaking the fourth wall. No, I don't. Here's here's the things. I, I what what I mean. I, I mean on the spectrum of like you know like a fucking hot chick who gets free weed because she's pretty and then eventually she starts like buying a, a dime bag you know what i mean like uh so she's doing a coke off somebody's oh, cock yeah 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 like uh, but, <laughs> but like uh i i guess what i'm saying is like i don't see that it would go beyond um i don't see that it would go uh beyond just the flirtation with the concept but i see that there was a potential escalation of the involvement and he was clearly clearly incredibly addicted to uh, pornography oh, yeah, and the he internet was on there a, a ridiculous number of hours and, yeah and uh, and and the, and the great thing about the film is that it does bring up you know both sides and kind of it, it really doesn't make a decision on it, it leaves you to to kind of figure it out, you know, to, to, and, and, and one thing that, that I want to know is that the juror was the most frightening thing in it to me. It was yeah. the, 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 the lead juror, uh, what she was call like, it? the, the, yeah, she was in, she was darkened out, you know what I mean? She uh, was in, and, and, uh, which I found ironic with Valet, you get such close access, you know I mean? Like they're talking to his mom. He's with his mom a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's with his mom a lot. Yeah. Like, I guess, cause he lives with her cause he's on house arrest at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and, she and loves so, him. Yeah. 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 The family's, yeah. She's just, you know, completely sold. And, 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 and he seems to like have a genuine, like he's with her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting too. Cause like you would think somebody who has all these dark fantasies about women would hate his mother. Mm-hmm. But no, he, no, Julie wrote he, he this about me. I'd send her to the FBI. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That pissed me off enough. <laughs> so you would do it vindictively? Absolutely. Really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, hey, man, why don't you just give her computer to the FBI and see if there's anything in there? Because she didn't write anything like this. You don't know. I do. I don't even know. You haven't checked? Do you put spyware on there? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a guest. Remember that. So <laughs> hearing the juror discuss uh, the rationale uh, that they used to, con- to convict him was the most chilling moment. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, well, we don't think that he did anything, but he seemed like he could. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the hell of a jury. Yeah. I mean, that's why they say that the most terrifying words in the English language are trial by jury. You mm-hmm. never know what the fuck you're getting and what they're making their decision on. And what's amazing about American law, they do everything they can. It's it's a fundamental principle that you don't go into the jury room, that you do not, um, you do not inquire as to what was going on in the jury room because that is essentially sacred American law. And and when you do talk to jurors after these trials and find out what they make their decision on, it will send a chill down your spine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the most just It was very stupid, 1984 Orwellian it's, thought it's, I mean, crimes. I had once, well, it was called thought crimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. and a, a aptly titled movie because that's what the exact feeling that you got is that like I felt that um well, the, I love watching the amateurs walk through with they they just, you know, were <laughs> The horrible, the horrible world I, I live in. Well, okay, here's my first question that I asked of Aaron Carr. What is the story of Gilberto Valle's criminal case? Uh, why, why is it uh, important for people to know about? And uh, and why does the story resonate with you personally? She said, I read about the story like most people did online in the tabloids. I was immediately drawn to the story. It was my worst fear realized. I thought about a man, a police officer, no less, having these thoughts, and I wanted to know everything. It also touched on my interest of crime on the web, and the web topics that I'd covered advice. Uh, I feel there's so much to discuss on the topic of the Valet case. Uh, I was really poised for someone to make a documentary about it. And there are these salacious elements. And there's a real issue of free speech and the story of a man caught in the middle with his most private fantasies exposed. That's an interesting point because, like, the guy really is stuck in the middle yeah. of, of a gigantic debate. Uh, and that's all he wanted to do was jerk off to some uh, girl cooking porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. all dragged out for the right. whole world to debate. He had to know that, though. But there What's was a that? chance of that being dragged out for the whole world to know. I mean, he was a police yeah, officer. Yeah, I agree, I agree. He had to know that. Yeah, And I, I think there was probably an element mm. of it that was appealing to him. Sure. It's I like Elliot Spitzer imposter complex I, yeah. bullshit. I, I completely disagree. You're, I mean, Elliot Spitzer's out, you know, like banging $4,000, $8,000 whores or whatever, you know, and he's the governor. This guy's a, a pretty anonymous guy, a cop in a dark room looking at shit on the internet. You really think you're alone with that. Yeah, but no. if you're but you're going on chat rooms where there's all sorts of anonymous people, and you're trained in investigations and stuff That's, like this, yeah. it's not really like 
it's just somebody kind of living the fantasy that you don't know how people discover this stuff. He right. would know. Right. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I think he was oblivious to that possibility. He might also have just, well, and I think he is just a very not smart man. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a college graduate to me. Jesus he passed the police exam. You know what it yeah. takes to graduate college? I did it. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, how did you view, how did your view of Valet change in the course of making the movie? She said, I started visiting Valet in prison January 2014. He had spent serious time in federal custody, and I believed he was wrongly confined, and therefore I had a high level of empathy for him. That being said, our team worked really hard to tell a nuanced and balanced story without much editorializing about how we felt. And I, uh, I don't think it's important how I feel about him. She thinks it's more important how you or the audience feel. So basically she's saying like, Good dodge, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's actually a very um, yeah, kind a, of sacred response. Like, she's a purist. Well, yeah, I don't want to damage her integrity as a documentary film. Oh, I, I think documentaries have a right to take an opinion on things. I've never I've never been one that blamed documentarians for, for making a point. Yeah, it was I've very important. From what I understand, I read in The Observer and some other stuff from her, she was very important to her not to make a cheerleading piece for one certain guy. And I think yeah. it's, it, ultimately it's more powerful that way because don't you think people distrust that kind of thing? It's a breath of fresh air because, I mean, you immediately just think of, you know, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler uh, portraying Nancy Grace on SNL and just like, it's all a big joke the yeah, way most journalism or, is. Yeah, or know? Michael Moore, you know, like it's a complete propaganda. Yeah, you right, know? right, Everybody right, knows right. That. And this is uh, this is more important than that. So yeah, I, I will we, I'll give her kudos on that. However, this is not part of the film. You know, this is just an interview. So I thought I uh, yeah yeah yeah. And I was interesting to see how it, if if it changed at all. I, I'm sure that like over spending two years with the guy, she mm-hmm. must have gotten very close. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I think that um, yeah. I think she's just uh, she made that decision early on. Like um, uh, what the fuck? Who wrote The Sopranos to not reveal if Tony lived or died? And then <laughs> David he, Chase. David Chase. And then he got too close with a Vox reporter. Got a little drunk and kind of spilled. What oh, happened? really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, you what what happened? Did he die? Let's just, just hold that. Yeah. Although Valet was accused in a criminal complaint of discussing plans to kidnap, rape, torture, kill, cook, and eat body parts of a number of women, uh, the press understandably hammered the nickname Cannibal Cop, of effectively keeping the bizarre fetish at the forefront of the story in order to sell papers. So how do you think the focus on cannibalism affected uh, discussion of the more important question of whether or not he was actually, what he was doing was, was unlawful? Uh, Aaron says the press definitely hurt Mr. Valet in the beginning. It was very difficult to have people look into the more nuanced aspects of the case when all they've heard was about the cannibal cop's plan to stalk and eat women. Numerous people have come up to me asking, why would I do a whole film on him? Hmm. That his fantasies are sick and he belongs in jail. And that's such a terrible ramification of the initial press. Well, it's too bad. See, it's still the imp- that's why I was talking about, you know, the stuff from before. Is that like, you know, just to create a new perspective. There's right, right. He, he is a human guy, kind of situation that he hated. Uh, that's my read. He's not, he doesn't even say that. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, just to, to read it, you know, from a distance, that's how it looks. You know, maybe maybe look at the at the more important issue rather than like, you know, what's, you know, was he going to have it with syrup or whatever? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the recipes and shit. Uh, in The Observer, it's revealed that Valet didn't like thought crimes, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now she Tom was quoted. Uh, Aaron Seriously. says, uh, I think uh, he was remarkably upset. In my opinion, uh, the film humanized him. Uh, and I asked her if she had any, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if he voiced any particular complaints. She says, I'm, I'm upset that Mr. Vlade didn't like it. I think he wanted a one-size-fits-all 90-minute documentary about how wronged he was by the criminal justice system. Well, that's definitely a part of the story. That isn't the whole story. I really hope that Mr. Valet would see that the film humanizes him, but I totally understand it would be a hard film for him to watch. Hmm. I guess it would, because, you know, it does, like, drag some of those chats out there, you know. And... Well, and it's the whole question of um, that that book that I talk about all the time by uh, the New Yorker's Janet Malcolm, The Journalist and the Murderer, about how the primary deception of journalism is that when you're being interviewed, it's such a narcissistic ego trip high that you have this fantasy that, uh, you know, the hours and hours of spin you're laying down on the reporter is what's going to be the final product. You weren't thinking that it's going to be really actually more like a daily show segment where they're going to chop, chop, chop. And, you know, <laughs> well, it's yeah. why I've, it's why I never let any of my clients be interviewed. Yeah, it's why I never do. It's, yeah. Uh, well, also, they might say something like, well, the reason I shot him is this. You know, I mean, they, you know, but like I, I see a lot of reasons not but to allow all that. of your clients are innocent, right? Yep. Yeah. 
So. No, but I mean, Valet, if I represented Valet, I'd never allow him to be interviewed. Well, uh... Not on something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I really would. I, I, I find it always causes more harm than good in a criminal case. Right. And it, but, you know, in a situation like this, uh, you know, the, the question being, uh, how did the relationship, uh, you know, yeah. change it? And, like, how much trust is, is you know... Uh, and, and, and like you said, she he probably expected... Uh, based on what he felt the relationship was with her right. um, to be like this, like, hey, oh, man, this guy is like so innocent. Right. That's going to be the title. Right, right, right. <laughs> like thought crimes, question mark. <laughs> uh, hey, this guy is so innocent premiering tonight on HBO. <laughs> Which, you know, I could and I could see why if he thought like, well, she knows that and feels that. Why didn't she just present that? Why that would be frustrating. And I think that it's always more powerful if, if you let people make their own decision and i think there's there's enough on both sides to to do that now um well and his people loved the film i mean yeah 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 yeah. they yeah she said that at the yeah she said that at the uh at the screening that i went to i have just uh, one more question uh that uh is regarding the jury i said after you spent time interviewing members of the jury what if anything did your gut tell you about their ability ability to make objective legal distinctions in the case she said i felt like the jury was not able to look past the chats, the material was just too disturbing. But at the end of the day, it was their job to look past those chats and convict uh, based on uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. And I think they failed. I think the jury was misled, and I do hope that the film highlights that issue. This is uh, Aaron Carr, the director of Thought Crimes, and and that debuts on HBO yesterday. Uh, (laughs) It's actually... Uh, Monday, but uh, I, I hope that you've caught up with this podcast early enough to catch it Monday at 9 p.m. And it's uh, it's an absolutely interesting, intriguing, worth watching, and very important film. Uh, Jim Polk of Massey and Polk, criminal defense attorney. Thank you for joining me I'm today. Very happy to be here. And uh, uh, MasseyandPolk.com, right? You got Ma- it. Or is this Massey Polk, M-A-Z-Z-E-I. P-O-L-K. Dot com and the phone it. numbers on my website crimereport.nyc Mandy Stadmiller, News Horror Thanks so we much. We can find you at uh, Riotcast. Yeah. And go ahead, give it to me Riotcast.com slash News Horror <laughs> And uh, yeah, and you can always you know, you guys know where to find me, but crimereport.nyc Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report she didn't go through that same process that you went through at OkCupid to not be such a ball buster because he no longer felt the ability to climax with his ball busting wife.